You're fired! Get out! Get out! That's funny. <laughs> Greetings. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to grind through the end of the week. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett, joined, as always, by my partner in internet crimes, Kyle Ferguson. And that's not just, like, selling things on eBay uh, that aren't actually the things we sell it is. Uh, right. Really, uh, some some people, if, if you read comments on the internet, our crimes are actually rotations in video games um, as, they're, <laughs> as they're completed. Uh, but wow, that's yeah. okay. not why you're here today. <laughs> Uh, you probably clicked on this because you saw the guest. You know who's sitting in the hot seat today. We are joined by a guest today. First time appearance here on the Grinding Gear podcast. YouTube extraordinaire. You may have seen him react to uh, some wonderful, wonderful video game music in a video on YouTube at some point. We're joined by Marco Meatball. Hey, what's up? Why did I do that? That was the silliest intro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to the show, dude. Yeah, uh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. By the by, the power of uh, meeting people on YouTube, uh, this <laughs> podcast has happened. I mean, listen, it's a, it's a lonely world. You, you gotta you gotta find it where you can find it. <laughs> it, it seems inherently uh, social because of of comments, but it, it's it's different. It's it, it's it's rare you you come across other people that uh, have have been through the trenches you have been through uh, in, at the regular intervals that you have been through them. Yeah, I have not let up since I started. And it actually, so Saturday is my one year, my one year anniversary of YouTube. Oh wow, nice! Damn. That was gonna be. I was gonna say, uh, how long you been doing it? Oh, oh <laughs> listen, I'm a Virgo. I uh, I don't skip beats. We just move. We move quickly. <laughs> oh, it's it's it's, oh. it's all good because you you have a healthy subscriber count, sir. Yeah, I think uh, I think in the next hour or so it'll be about one hundred sixty thousand. Um, yeah, That's... but it's a funny thing, you know. Subscriber counts. Subscriber counts are weird. It uh, it can definitely like you see it and you're like okay, and then you upload a video and you're like wait, see. See, what's amazing is that you guys put out well, how many videos like every day, but every other day, every we put out one video a week uh, on one our video main a week channel. Oh, we got one there's streams and side channels that they right. all, yes. all make the there's the clips channel. And then there's also the, the VOD channel, because unless it's a major MSQ moment, uh, full life length stream, it kind of hurts our channel. So uh, <laughs> if you're sitting at, if you've ever sat out there and wondered what the hell is going on with grinding gears, VOD channel, why are some of those full streams over on the main channel and the rest are relegated over to the extra channel? Uh, it's because only the big stuff is all, is live on the main channel because it, it performs well. That's so. the thing. Performance is a funny thing, you know what I mean? And and I think what I love is that like you you all and I was mentioning to you to you earlier like you I feel like your community is so amazingly reliable and consistent and like appreciative. And my my community is appreciative too, but like because I have like multi niche, sometimes it's hard because like, you know, one video will do a thousand views and the next one will be like 60, 80, 70, you know what I mean? It's it's just a funny thing and um, 
I find I find it really admirable when people focus in on and I know you have like your like news chat where you talk about what's going on and stuff. But like it's crazy how when you focus in, it's both a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I mean, that's content creation 101, especially in the video game space. Um, you know, if you uh, if you you're, scro- you're scrolling through my that I am. I am. I, you have amazing thumbnails. I love your oh, thumbnails. Yeah, my thumbnail artist, he's he's a Brazilian guy, and he, like, reached out to me. If you go all the way at the bottom, you can see just how I was just, like, on Canva just making. Sure. I mean, that's how we all start, right? Like, the, yeah. the, the content will speak for itself. I don't, I don't, you know, like this is good content. All you got to do is open the packaging, but it is a packaging exactly. exercise. You got to get people to you know, to click through, to want to open that Hot Wheels inside. To, That's to, right. It, it's basically a loot box, right? Like they don't know what's inside. All they know is the minute mark, the title and the picture you give them. I, yeah. I, I love the uh, the progression of your thumbnails because your recent thumbnails are God tier. Like they yeah. are exceptionally <laughs> really designed. Um, uh, uh, oh, my first video, <laughs> like, does Final Fantasy 14 work on a Mac M1? I don't even count that's that great. as the... it's, it's so innocent. I love, I love this topic. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, hey, internet, I've got something to say. Like, it, this is this is what yeah. the internet was originally, you know, like yeah. without yeah. all the, the marketing and stuff. But I do, yeah. like, Garrett's not wrong. You're, I'm not the artist. So maybe Garrett can use better words. And certainly I think we'll hear, hear a lot of better words than I have to say today. But I love like the just the the color intensity, like the blown out. This is going to be amazing and rock your face quality of your thumbnails. Scroll, scroll to the top. I, uh, I'm worried about. I don't want you to see any spoiler because everything I do has been and <laughs> walker stuff. So I don't. Well, you do. wait, well we have, scroll down a little bit. Scroll down. We have a, a, fra- right, we have just, a phrase. We have a phrase in the room. It's called dude in a room. Dude in a room. Dude in a room. So it's so, we have it, no. Everything is so out of context. We have no yeah. idea what it means. It, it doesn't matter. Nope. Nope. Do you, uh, do you know how many times people have told us we've been spoiled? If if you go back to kind of what people, what I'm just going to deem in in the in the history in the pantheon of grinding gear lore as the the meme video, which is uh, uh, over a year ago now, when we were not even doing Final Fantasy content, we were just we were trying our hand at weekly YouTube videos covering like one big gaming news topic that we found interesting. Um. And we went through so many name changes during that period. But we put up a video called Why Are WoW Players Leaving from Final Fantasy Fourteen." This has become a bit of a, <laughs> of a cornerstone of the journey we've been on for the last year plus now. Um, in that video, it, it, it's Mimi in our, in our community because uh, there's this dude named Garrett in that video going, I'll tell you what I'm not doing right now. I'm sure as shit not playing Final Fantasy Fourteen. That may have been timestamped many times and been called back to many times. But in that video, we watched the benchmark trailer for Endwalker. I don't remember anything. There's like a boat. Like, yep. I got nothing. There was stuff. I remember people running. There was a big amount of running uh, through ruins of some kind. But uh-huh. yeah, there's, you know, you can only you can only do so much. But it's, it's a great it's great to have you on here because I know in my case, I don't really understand music. It certainly swells. It certainly has like an emotional reaction to me. I have grown up from four kids TV. Let's hear it again. A hundred times over the same Yu-Gi-Oh song to Avatar Last Airbender, where you go, oh, my God, unique music that plays Mm -hmm. based on the fight and who's fighting like the, 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 the themes interweave. So I find myself in Final Fantasy 14 with a lot, a lot of people who love Final Fantasy music. And I yeah. don't 
I don't know. I can't express why it's good. I can just go, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, that. That that's a good that's a good one right there. That one feels good, yeah. But but before we, we we've, been, we've been you know bouncing around a little bit before we get going, like if, if you were to introduce yourself to people, people have never heard you. How would you how would you let them know what you're up to? Hello, my name is Marco Meatball. That's my last name. I um I I uh was an opera singer for a decade. I grew up in Italy as a child, and after that, I moved to the United States, and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, and then my mom, like, in seventh grade was like, you um, are going to go to this play camp because I don't want you playing Final Fantasy uh, all summer. <laughs> literally. No, literally. Like, it yeah. was like, it must have been Final Fantasy 10 around that time, which was, like, around 2000 and... It's the only other uh, Final Fantasy I've played. Yeah, me too. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Ten, yeah, it's a good one. And uh, Christmas, I got a PS2 and I got ten. Oh my god, that is yeah. So so I I, it all went downhill. So when we came back from Italy, actually, here I'll give you the I won't do the TLDR version. I'll give you I'll give you the full version. Nice, nice. We come back from Italy when I'm seven. I do not speak English. I'm I speak only Italian at this point. We come home. My grandparents give me a Super Nintendo. I was seven. Uh, that's the only way I can communicate with my cousins. That's it. It's a done deal. 1997, I get a PlayStation. There's literally a video I should upload it. Just me dancing. Just PlayStation! You're N64 kid, but with a PlayStation? (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah. I should upload that video. That's a really good idea. Uh, thank you for that. I'll credit you. Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) the first game I ever got was Star Wars Masters of Terracosta because I was obsessed with Star Wars. That's a And, uh, Oh my god, that game. <laughs> Awful. I'm pretty sure it's actually terrible. I don't think it's actually a very good game. Do you remember this game? I, I played it like twice. My friend had it, and uh, I, I'm a raging Star Wars fan. I like all oh. Star Wars, like, like warts <laughs> yeah. and all. I love Star Wars, but uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. That all I knew, I vaguely remembered it, and I remember thinking it was like not that great, and the only, other t- the only reason I still know of it is it's referenced in the Solo movie. It's a oh, fighting game? Yes, yep. it's a fighting game. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think it's it's, absurd. Uh, 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 what's her face from Game of Thrones? Her character is supposedly trained in it, and there's like a one-liner that mentions it. Oh my, I never saw Solo. That's hilarious. Solo's a great yeah, movie. Look, it is, is it? woefully underrated, in my opinion. Look but I'm, now we're getting game. sidetracked. All right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So that's the first game I ever got on PlayStation, and then from then on, it was a done deal. And like for me, like it's it's odd, right? Because as a gamer growing up, so there, there's like seven years of my life where I didn't have video games where we lived in Italy. And then fast forward, I come to the United States and all I know is video games. And uh, the first I remember, I remember like every I remember sitting in the mall coming out of EB games and grabbing Metal Gear Solid. And like I remember literally guys, I remember like holding Metal Gear Solid, like the white you know, the white cover with the red lettering, just like staring at it in the mall, like looking down at it. I don't know. Just like, and then, uh, and then I got Final Fantasy nine and that, that was amazing. I was exposed to Final Fantasy seven by a friend. Then eight, uh, I have a history with eight. It's weird. It's weird how as a child you sort of like associate with these, like I have these core memories of gaming. Uh, anyway, I end up doing musicals. I fall in love with music. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, well I'm going to go to college for this. I went to college for music. 
Um, my parents wanted me to be a music education major. I said my last year of, of that, I said, no, uh, I left and I switched to performance. Uh, I discovered I loved opera, which was really strange for me because I went to undergrad for musical theater singing. I was like, oh, I'll be a musical. I'll be a Broadway person. Uh, and then I fell in love with opera and then it was a series of events that was in 2005. And then I was an opera singer for 10 years between training and performance and actually gigging around the country and, and in the world. And then, uh, when I was, I'm 35, but when I turned 30, I decided that I needed to quit because my anxiety was really bad and, uh, it was just not fun. And I had imposter syndrome. I had gone through like just, just rough stuff. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. A few years ago, I quit opera and I was like, what the hell do I do with my life? I became a voice actor and then I started a YouTube channel when my dad passed away last year because I just needed an ex, you know, a, a release. And, uh, and then I did three videos and then all of a sudden I did, I was like, why am I getting YouTube notifications? And the thing just popped off and I've just been rolling ever since okay it's now, I need really to, weird. now i'm just going to quickly scroll all the way back uh to see when that, that that's that's uh a not the mac turnaround. one oh. february february 11th of 2022 that's a really yeah. fast amount of time to have your first video hit yeah that's, i mean it was within weeks and i'm like why am i getting notifications who did what comment did i leave on some video <laughs> that is now sending me notifications so at least and, on, on your channel the third one is is your one-winged angel video is that that, that's technically that's the second video kind of salvation is what popped off ah okay the way you're representing it is showing that it's a second video but yeah and and then you went straight into elden ring and then i just doubled down because it was right around the time that elden ring came out i said okay i need bingeable content i grabbed if you look city ruins is like one of my favorite songs i love the witcher 3 the someone said why don't you do regal ancestor spirit i was like okay Elden Ring's cool. I did that to Xanarkin and the Regal Ancestor Spirit. So it all just like doubled down on itself. Then I started doing, you know, Garamond the First Hunter or no, Ludwig the Holy Blade. The Genshin Impact stuff, obviously I'm I'm pretty well known in that community. Well, I, that sorry. haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. Yeah, I want to hear that too. <laughs> yeah. So then I did that and then Elden Beast really took off. Um, and then I just started, you know, I haven't stopped. I release a video a day. It is just such a pleasure to like talk about music. And, and honestly, when I, when I started the YouTube channel, I really had a, a hate relationship with music and I didn't want to sing ever again. I didn't want to even just between the anxiety and the, just the way that people behaved in the opera industry, which any performance industries I'm sure, you know, is horrible at times. And, um, it can, it can be a little, uh, uh, crushing at points. Yeah. But also, like, how do you, how do you review, how do you like, how do you write reviews about people singing? Or like, how do you like coach, like, how do you perfect that? And that's something that over time has been really interesting to really think about now being four years out of it. It's like we, we, we hyperanalyze things and we review them and we break these things down and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we, you lose the artist, the, like the soul of the art which is kind of what I try to do on the channel. Like, yes, I do have some ranking things because I'm a person with opinions. It's, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It really is fun, isn't it? People it's get so mad, much though. fun to rank things. But it, it is. is. It it is. is. <laughs> like, should you 
should that be the way you view the world and everything in it? Absolutely not. No. But, but is it fun to debate your favorite Frito flavor with your friend on the internet? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I, I try really hard to like every piece and, and I do stuff on there that I know is not going to get a lot of views, it, but it's really not about that for me. I mean, I, would I love every video to have like, you know, 30, 40,000 views? Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, it's hard to not take that personally. And like, you just have to like trust the process and like, you know, that someone, someone appreciates it. And that's what I've tried to hold on to. Um, you know, for me, the channel is, this is going to get sappy, but my dad and I were extremely close. And the reason basically like when my dad died, that was sort of ground zero for me. And I, I started over like my whole life started over and I have a behind me, you can't see it, but there's a picture of my dad and I that I purposefully have the light there intentionally. Um, it's a, uh, it's a picture of us on the beach together walking. And for me, the channel and the way that I try to treat people in YouTube and in life in general is a reflection of the love that my dad gave me. And so when I talk about music, I know this is really like when I talk about music, um, it's an extension of my father. I was, I was about to say and, like, you sound like you're about to apologize. I'm going to tell you like, don't, you know, how it's like so rare to connect with people this way on the internet. This yeah, is no, yeah, this is me, man. No, this is, this is so yeah. So I try really hard to like, like really exemplify my dad's, my dad's soul since he's not around to share that. So, so with the music stuff, it's really, I try to really dive deep and let people feel uh, because that's music. And, and I think so often in society, we, we sort of like bury and, and push things down. Um, but maybe for seven minutes or, you know, ideally the whole video, but you know, two minutes, <laughs> they, they have a moment. <laughs> I see the click through rates. Uh, <laughs> hopefully for a moment, people can listen to their favorite video game music that we all have like this sort of like emotional response to and, and can like just really feel. And that's the power of music. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Yeah. It's a good soapbox. That's, like, that's the ethos I, of the channel. Yeah. It It's, it's, it's that is one of the, the deepest answers I've ever heard to why did you start creating? <laughs> yeah, well done. Or like content in general, like, like, and, yeah. and not, not, not to downplay, but like it is legitimately no, beautiful. No, no. Um, like, thank you. Yeah. It's like, I, Kyle and I started making stuff together cause we were bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have friendship. You have the power of friendship. <laughs> that is true. That is yeah. true. That yeah, bonds like, and it we, keeps you rooted. Yeah. No, we told that story a million times because like, it's, it, you know, cause we've, We've found our, our us having you know a, a a foothold in YouTube is relatively new, but we've been working together for a long time. And when people find that out, they're like, "Wait, what? Really? How long?" We're like, yeah, you know, we were doing audio only podcasts like back in 2010 is when we started doing that. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, we were just like, yeah, we were just uh, we, we were the only two people of a, of a creative group that kept showing up. And we're like, all right, well, uh, let's try something else. And we started doing audio podcasts. Kyle, do you want to support our bromance? Every time. I, I, I'm so supportive. I, I support this bromance. Me too. If anyone out there would like to join us in the supporting of this bromance, where could they do that? They could do that at support your bromance. Wait, your <laughs> support our bromance.com. Yes. Wait, support our bromance.com? Support our bromance.com. Nice. Yeah, that's our Patreon. Go check it. It'll take you straight there. 
And uh, if you sign up, no matter what level they're at, you'll get you'll get some perks like a, an ad free version of the show. Meaning you won't you won't hear this. You'll get access to our members only channels, which is where we uh, you know pull the questions for Marco Meatball that you'll hear later in the program. And some other wonderful things like bonus episodes. Mandalorian's coming up soon. We're going to do some bonus episodes for that. So uh, get ready. Get your lightsaber ready? Darksaber. No, no. Get dark your darksaber yeah. ready. Sure, yeah. I think that's but, the, the, the cool quality about your content is that kind of invite through the door because opera does have that you know like transformers moving fast commercial quality to it. like it's magical and i'm not going <laughs> to reveal my secrets i'm a magician yeah. and personally for me like the idea of singing in front of anybody is terrifying like i might i might improv i might like you know hang out maybe you know, a little bit but if you're like hey sing me a song dead inside just like fully collapsed into my shell oh just horrified so the the way you i love invite it, by people the way. in I with these singing. videos <laughs> oh man it terrifies it, it's like it's bearing your soul and you were talking about like people reviewing that and the, the criticalness of like a news article like reviewing you yeah. in this really needly way that terrifies me but you found this way to use that experience to communicate with the audience and show them something that they themselves don't understand and it, it almost has that like documentary carl sagan kind of quality to it where it's like well yeah I, I feel air pressure, sure, but I don't know how to describe it. And so many times you find music where you're like, mmm, that's good. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so in particular, I loved your video on the Dark Tide music mm. because it was fascinating to watch someone from the outside of that community and kind of lore just be like, oh, yeah, Imperium, of course. Oh, And then just like lay out the lore sheerly by listening to the music of the moment. I think people sometimes ask, like, so truth be told, I have my fair share of imposter syndrome because I, I'm not a composer. And in fact, one of the reasons why I didn't do the thing, I had thought about it for like three years. I'm not going to, I'm pivoting a slight tangent, but I'm coming right back because I, I know what we're, we're talking about. Oh, it's a podcast. Bring it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this is a podcast. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I love this. This talk, does not so. need to live and die in a, in a 15 minute uh, runtime <laughs> about a no, single topic. Yeah. Why do you think I have an editor? Because otherwise I'm just like, hmm, yes, hmm, hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but like sometimes there's imposter syndrome because there are so many people like, okay, you look at Alex Mukala, you look at Davi Vosk, you look at uh, Jesse's Auditorium, you look at um, Atlas, like these, these guys are, are composers or, or, you know, Tony drums or drum, drummer Tony. Like these guys, I think there's a... Um, there's a real sometimes uh, a, a bias between singers and like uh, other musicians. And this is a thing that comes up a lot where it's like, oh, well, you're a singer. I was like, well, I'm actually a musician as well. But but you in fact, I, I remember I got a comment being like, who would listen to a singer? And I was like, well, <laughs> at least one hundred and fifty thousand people would. You know, so it was funny because I had cloud at this point, so it didn't destroy my soul. But otherwise, if it had, and if it happened like maybe like like a year ago, I'd have been like, shit, he's right. Can I swear? Sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> go, yeah, go, right. go for it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's YouTube. We're past the first uh, fifteen seconds. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If we say fuck, maybe so, like seventeen times in a row, I think we're in trouble. But uh, as long as we, we should, space it out, fucking definitely shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, 
so there is a bit of imposter syndrome with like the idea of like, okay, I, I'm a singer. So how do, how, what can I bring to the table that the people that are already in the space don't? And one of the things I realized was that I, after a decade of both studying and actively performing, I understand because opera, everything, every, every emotion is inferred because the music dictates how, as a performer, you should feel. And, and inherently, you want to think around the music, but it's really hard when you listen to a piece like, you know, it's a love song. You know, Ricondi d'Armonia from Tosca, he, he comes in, his, his Cavarados, he's a painter, he comes in, he's painting the, the Madonna, but she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And he's like, oh, gosh, my Tosca, she's got brown eyes and brown hair. Amazing that I can find two women beautiful at the same, literally, so I'm trans, I'm, you know, <laughs> basically, I'm summarizing. And, and then there's a high note and whatever. So, but like, y- you instinctually, over time, you understand, oh, well, this is a love song. He's a confident character. And so you're talking about Dark Tide or really anything on the channel. What I've come to realize is that some of my strengths, and you you just kind of saw it, I'm very honest and I am very authentic. I, I'm very vulnerable. I've always been very vulnerable, which can be a, a positive thing and a negative thing in society because people will hurt you and people will take advantage of, of vulnerability because we live in a society that essentially shuns that sort of, you know, being outspoken about emotion and stuff. And and to talk about my dad really quickly, again, circling back to Warhammer, my dad never shied away from me expressing myself. And I remember when he was really sick, my mom was like, don't cry in front of him. And he was like, no, no, I want to see it. I want you to. And like, that is, um, so I've always been like this and I had permission to be. And so to talk about dark tide, it's like, it's like uh, because of the opera experience and because I'm in touch with who I am as a person and my emotions, I'm able to decipher the context of a because because at the end of the day, like, for instance, Jesper Kid, like I mean, he's a phenomenal composer and all these composers in video games, Soken and everybody else is, is fantastic. But music hasn't changed that much, you know, in terms of like if, if we understand that video game music's purpose is to guide the story, which in my is video game music, classical music video. Uh, this is one of the questions, but I'm bringing it up now. Um, I, I, yeah, I just watched that. I love that video, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm a a sucker for video essays and, and that's a good one, like a really good one. I'm trying really hard to pivot away from just analysis and reaction content, but also start bringing in like, you guys are playing dead space, right? Aren't you? Uh, yes, I, I got to a really sweaty part the other night and had to turn it off. I, I Oh, it's I was, very sweaty. I was trying to relax <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's very sweaty. I was like, Nope, this isn't, this isn't doing it. I'm going to turn this, I'm going to turn this off and play Ragnarok <laughs> instead. Cause I don't need to try that hard in Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. But so like, I'm, I'm, that's one of the video essays I'm, I'm planning on writing is about like how the music of dead space, I'm going to have the composer actually on the channel next it's, week. It's terrifying. <clears throat> it's um, terrifying. It's actually, I, I think to, you know, uh, with my understanding of music, which is basically not, uh, it's very similar to Elden Ring to me, where I just feel constantly oppressed by the soundtrack, where yeah. it is just inherently unwelcoming. And 
uh, <laughs> everything sounds like it's just constant danger. Even in, yeah. in Elden Ring, I find it interesting because Elden Ring doesn't feel constantly dangerous, but the music makes it feel that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. But, I know it's true. And you can't relax during this. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Something, something about that <laughs> so doesn't uh, ease you into your evening. <laughs> no. No, no, uh, there, there are, there's, there's times there's been parts in dead space where I was like kind of vibing. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I got to the, for people that I got to the first regenerating bastard. Um, I'm still there. Sure. I'm a, I'm legitimately oh, okay. afraid to load back into that section. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, and I'm afraid we should stream that. I want to watch that. I want it's to uncomfortable. <sighs> but yes. the music is so the music enhances so much of that and every time you see a necromorph there's like you know that that incredible like like kubrick um, or um yeah yeah no, it's, it's no. a tell too i've noticed uh, you, yeah i didn't play the original so i have no idea if it was this damn hard to see the necromorphs in the original release of dead space but they are hard to see sometimes they in are. this remake <laughs> and the uh, but when when the music changes you know Oh, somebody <laughs> yeah. is trying to kill me. I just can't find them yet. So it, it, as, in here. while it's uh, deeply unsettling, it also is helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's a musical kind, clue. It's almost a part of the interface at that point. Like you might as yeah. well have the edge of the screen might as well start pulsing red. <laughs> Those damn babies, though. Seriously, I uh, hate them. I just did the spacewalk with the with the guns oh, shoot yeah. down the asteroids, and there's there there's two of them. I thought there was one, and I died because I there's literally two. just couldn't see the other one. He just was like shooting me there's from two. God knows yeah. where. Yeah. But so the point. Uh, so I want to do more video essays, and I'm doing this video essay on how the music. And actually, there's a, a just to pivot one more time. There's actually a study that I'm, I'm going to include in this video essay that that a biologist studied fear and how if music and sound can elicit an emotional reaction, which the answer is obviously yes. And like fear and like we think about the Jaws theme and things like that. Those things. It's the Jaws theme is two notes, but obviously, and it's incredible how John Williams was able to elicit this incredible feeling of discomfort and stuff uh, from, you know, minor key and, and whatever. And so we can, so to circle back all the way back to this Warhammer topic, like, yes, one can deduce based on, especially in that Imperial advance track, you, you feel the, the pulsation of the sort of the militaristic sense you feel, uh, in when with lyrics like with uh well have you shadow with the shadow bringers they think enough of uh, enough of also uh, with the shadow bringers theme you feel with the lyrics you can deduce based on my 10 years of analyzing lyrics literally every day you can deduce like the subtext around it and also it helps to have a healthy imagination and that's really like that's kind of the secret sauce for what i'm what i've been able to do now that was a very long answer. No, it's, well done. It's it's, it's awesome. I mean, it is, it, it's fun. It's <laughs> funny. Kyle and I talk about art critique a lot because I went to art school and and was subjected. Oh, to, cool! I didn't know that. Y- yes, yeah. I've my my bachelor's was uh, technically in illustration, even though I ended up doing a lot more graphic design when I got out of school. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but I have uh, almost every week we'd have at least one critique, if not multiple, where everyone would put their work up on the wall, and it was time to go to town. Um, but it, I would, I would imagine with, with music, it's, it's kind of the same where like, cause to me, I, I don't know enough about music to, to critique it for the most, if, if you want to talk to me about like late nineties, early two thousands, pop punk and emo. Okay. Yeah. I'm there. I can definitely do it in, in uh, a somewhat, 
uh, intelligent critique of, of that style of music, but um, with with something visual, well, it's the entire work is there in front of your eyes, and so it's very easy to kind of have a discussion about what you're looking at. Whereas whereas when it's uh, it's music, um, I, I mean, I guess you got, you got to play it back, you got to rewind, you got to hit play, you got to hit pause, and kind of talk about things in pieces. And you know, I'm sure it gets even you know more challenging if it's a if it's a mixed piece of music with a lot of different elements whether it's different instruments multiple vocalists all that kind of a thing um there's a youtuber i really like who i'm blanking on the name of who does this with popular rock music but he actually usually gets the masters from somebody and breaks it down into each track whoa um, rick beto i think <clears throat> you know you, you make a really good point though and and it makes me think about how um you know when you when you're talking about like reviews and stuff like or like art, like breaking down art or looking at art. Like, I, I wonder, I guess this is actually a question for you. Like, does it feel, because if, if I was doing like a jury where they assess my vocal, like progress, which is also awful, like that's an awful system. And that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, but you know, uh, I, when I was singing, there's two folds that we all have and they're incredibly tiny and we make them do as singer singers, we make them do incredible things that aren't normally possible. And it's like it, you one inherently will take criticism and critique incredibly personally because I am the instrument. Like I got four hours of sleep last night. I'm going to sound like shit today. Like that's a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, like it, for you, like, like if someone's looking at your stuff, do you feel like, oh, in well, the, screw you for hating my color choice. You know what I mean? I, I mean, to this day, uh, now as someone who who puts out, you know, uh, audio and video programming and, and people give me criticism on that. Yeah, it, it depends. Really? Kind of like, kinda, well, I mean, if I, if it depends on my, the day I'm having, really. Like, how much is my right. armor up? Like, did I get a good night's yeah. sleep or, or was I, you know, this week, this week, I, I, I had a cold the last three days. Uh, I, I'm, I have not felt like myself all week. We've got the biggest stream we've done in three months coming up tonight. That's um, right. Yeah. I, I saw some criticism this week and I, I wanted to rip their heads off, but like a week ago, I didn't care. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I'm not here. I can't, you can't please, you know, the nine times, 9.9 times out of 10, my advice to anybody is don't, don't listen to them. Like mm-hmm. I've, it's, it's, it's been parroted so many times. I think it's cause it's really good advice is don't, don't listen to anyone you wouldn't take advice from. Like, if you don't, you don't know them. You don't like, for all, you know, the person giving you a hard time is stopping by every damn video that they can find, giving them a hard time because they're having a bad day. And this is how they have chosen to spend their hours. Um, where like, if someone I trust the opinion of, you know, like, uh, I've got a, you know, a couple other podcaster friends and other, and now we're meeting people who have done YouTube for a while. Like if you, if you came up to me at some point, was like, ah, that last video, like, you know, not your, not your best. I might listen to that. I like, I'd be like, okay. And then I, but then I would also, we're friends. I also have the opportunity to actually explore why you are feeling that way. And that was certainly something also you, we were afforded when I was in art school. Um, in, in, time, in terms of that journey, it was the first time I had ever experienced it when I was a freshman and it was definitely hard in the beginning yeah. uh, to, to kind of <laughs> subject yourself to that. But I mean, you get, you get three of them under your belt. You're just like, yeah, this is, what you expect and you, and you start to realize that uh, in, in that case, because it is a critique, that is what you are there to do. It, it, it's entirely the entire point of it is to help you progress um, in that case as an artist. Um, but 
but yeah, it's it's it, it's so impossible to have a conversation about any art form, by the way, that doesn't start to sound a little like pretentious or overly emotional, esoteric. But, and but, I know, but yeah, there, there is though. a I point you. where you, you need like you need to break the rules or personal style comes into play. <clears> but like I noticed that it became really fun, like like learn. I, I was annoyed by it in the early stages of, of learning like the quote unquote traditional right way of doing things. But the more I got into it, the more fun that became because once you understood the basics, like you knew when it was the right time to break the rules or mm-hmm. you can be particularly, particularly pretentious and break the rules on purpose in a way that will piss your art friends off. But then they'll be like, wait, you did that on purpose. Didn't you like uh, tangents and <laughs> graphic design? There's ways you can do that and play with it. You can screw with kerning on per on purpose saw a tequila label the other day that made me buy the bottle because the it's called hiatus and the letters get further away on the logo (laughs) and i was just like that's freaking brilliant i'm buying this just based on the label and it makes a pretty good margarita so would you say though that ultimately like what that really is is just like healthy risk taking like a safe risk taking where you expand out you know what i mean like you just push a little bit yeah, sometimes I think that a lot of times with me, like I know when I'm when I'm doing graphic design, sometimes I do something where I'm like, this would make my. There's still points where I'm like, oh, this would make my graphic design professor scream. Uh, but a lot of times <laughs> it's just me having fun. Um, it's like playing around. It's it's riffing. It's it, it, it used to be in a lot of garage bands to bring in the musical terms, but it makes me think of going back then when we were just like in a crappy garage punk band and it didn't matter. Like, cause no one yeah. was judging us. No one was expecting us to be good. So we felt free to fail. It's a funny thing because I, uh, in the most recent, uh, in the most recent lantern, right festival for Genshin impact. <clears throat> I, uh, so, you know, I, I have a very, like I said earlier, like a lot of the, Thankfully, it's it's very split, but Genshin Impact has a very very vocal and enthusiastic community, and 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 um, I was really nervous because like I my agent set it up so that I was able to get this opportunity. The casting director discovered he was like, "Oh, I love his video. Oh wait, he's a voice actor. Oh," and I was like, "I am, I am. Please give me something." <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, and so it worked out and it just so happened completely by accident that they were casting this character named Dvorak uh, or Dvorak in English, uh, in Americanized. And, uh, and it was, it's bizarre because it totally worked, but, but, you know, it's funny cause I've take plenty of risks on the YouTube channel because I feel a sense of security with it now, because that's what happens as you like develop that sort of like community armor. I see all the, the GGs and the, uh, in the live chat, which you clearly have community armor, which is fantastic and support. And it's really important. And, uh, and so it allows you to take a little bit of risks and like try things and especially like community members that will kindly veer you in the right direction. And, uh, so I was really nervous when, when Dvorak finally dropped because I was like, oh man, I hope that this community likes it. And it was hilarious. Cause like, I remember I posted it and I was really excited. I like showed my mom at like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, mom, look, someone in, in Europe uploaded this mom. And she was like, wow, dad would be so proud of you. And then, and then I like was so nervous. I made like my little tweet. I love Twitter now. I am obsessively just updating it all the time. And, um, and it was just so like, it felt like actually the community sort of galvanized around me. And, and I, I literally only read like four negative comments in, in what could have easily been, you know, oh, he's a YouTuber or he's not legit. No, no. I mean, I've, you know, I've, 
I've put in the work and it can always be better. And, but I was grateful that, you know, yeah. You know, it's really funny actually speaking of, uh, <laughs> being a little bit funny. Like, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but when I did my two interviews with, uh, with Peter Bramhill who plays thank grid and Luke Allen Gale, who plays Xenos, <laughs> I, at the time my, I had my name, uh, in final fantasy 14 was like Greece Remenstad, which I don't know why G R I S is a name. I really liked, my but I would literally tune no crust. So, uh, no judgment, <laughs> no judgment. I, I would go into like the hub worlds like Limsa and Ulda and and I'd be like, did you guys see that Marco Meatball video with Thancred? <laughs> <laughs> and I would then like at, in my community, we have a very small community uh, in my discord. And I was like, guys, like people said yes. And then I remember joining it uh, like a like a um, a leveling roulette or, or something. And someone was like, Marco. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. They were like, oh my God, I just watched that video. And I was like, yes, I did it. You know? Oh, that's it awesome. Was just so funny. You did Tweaky, the, get out of here. You did the uh, Twitch equivalent of when you win the match, screaming your Twitch channel. Well done. Well, <laughs> well done. I tried to be classy. I tried to be classy, but yeah, I definitely <laughs> was, was yelling that very loudly to anybody who would, and they'd be like, who? And I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, jokingly, of course. That can always that can always come come back at you. That can always come back. At you. <laughs> it can when, always when you try come that back strategy. You. you can always be like, "Oh no, no one here knows who I'm talking about." Oof. Someone, I remember I was doing a Genshin live stream and I made a joke about how I'll do these domains and I'll get in there and be like, "Do you know Marco Meatball?" And they'll be like, "Who?" Because you know it's like a million people community, like uh-huh. forty million people. And then someone in my live stream was like, "You should." The comment that I got was like, "You should really humble yourself." And I was like, "It's." joke uh, come on <laughs> you really think i'm over here like you don't know my name oh no my it's so funny i i love that sort of that sort of humor the, the the like playing the jerk for a laugh uh i do it often and now i'm starting to wonder if people think i'm actually a jerk because no one ever <laughs> yeah. calls me on it no one ever calls me <laughs> on it and up until this point i just thought they understood that it was humorous and now i'm like oh no they might think that that's just how i am <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the slight tilt and the smile, a little bit of the glint in the eyes. That's the only mm. way that that dry sarcasm is tricky. You need it. You need it's it. tricky. It gets you in trouble. Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is still like one of those magical professions, you know, like you'll say, oh, hey, you know, I, I did a voiceover for a commercial. And people be like, oh, I guess um, there are human beings who talk into microphone. And you're like, did have you never like watched an ad and said this new Sierra and tears through the mud? You're like someone pre-mixed that mud. They well, could nowadays, drive through. nowadays they just assume it's AI. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe, uh, well, yeah, that's a whole AI voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is We're going to be all out of work real soon. You know, James L. Jones always selling, already selling his voice off. As soon as every other famous actor sells their voice off, we're all doomed. We all we all have that line, right? Like I'm not the best artist in the in the world, so I'm like AI art. How useful! Wonder like I can animate my D and D games. I can't wait for it. And I'm I sitting here seething. <laughs> I know. And then I, you talk about AI voice acting. I'm like that is just the most villainous thing on the planet. That that, that they're done. Let someone else have that role. That's that's someone else's chance to grow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's sorry. I probably. saw. I saw. It was a. I blink and miss it. I haven't. I haven't read into it. But uh, a little off 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 topic thingy here is a. Uh, 
is that recent? Someone's working on AI that can like reverse engineer this stuff and find out the source of where <clears throat> everything came from. And I'm just like okay. rooting for it. Like, yes, go. <laughs> Please. That is very cool. But also like, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it is. I, this is the first time I've really like felt old. Cause I feel like if I was a little younger, I'd just be like, that's wild. Cause it, it is cool. There is inherently yeah. cool. That is a hell of a feat of of what artificial intelligence is is capable of and i think it could be a really cool tool like if i could have my own ai that i feed my own art into and then it like generates a bunch of thumbnail ideas based on my style that i can then take and then go make art out of awesome in a vacuum it is such a cool tool Mm -hmm. taking all of human work and feeding it into it is terrifying absolutely terrifying yeah, but also because like it's it's a little bit messed up just how good machine learning is. Like I think about this I saw this TikTok making the rounds on on Facebook like voiceover Facebook and and everyone was like, "Oh no." And this this guy, you know, uploaded a video of, of his voice and then he went into the app or whatever it was called and <clears throat> and he literally like like it like like his his isms were vo- were picked up like instantly and he could have changed the pitch slightly and it it literally like he adjusted the like bandwidth of it and i mean we're going to face a real problem with with just the you know identity theft has always been an issue certainly for like you know credit cards and and all sorts of things but i think now it's going to be a really it's going to be problematic yeah i I thought the same about deep fakes too and 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 while it's it's certainly there have been issues it hasn't been i thought it was going to be more widespread by now Um, yeah like there's there's a good point there's parts of it and at least the i mean at least hollywood seems to be regulating it pretty well like whether you like it or not it's like like i'm sure mark hamill had to sign off on them de-aging the you know himself (laughs) in the damn mandalorian like and even that like the creators are sitting around being like what have we done like what have we created with this technology (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's there's gonna be there's gonna be some missteps along the way. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's concerning. It's, it's a, concerning. It's it's mostly mostly brought up as a joke, but it's it's an endless well <laughs> of something I love thinking about, even if it terrifies me. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah. but, uh, but getting back into the Marco meat of it all. Oh, ooh, <laughs> nice. Well done. We we got we got we're, we're not going we're not going to dive full into questions here, but we did get a question um that we can all get in on. And I I see Kyle wanted to ask a little earlier. Um we can go around the table on this one, but it was it was put forward. Everyone wants to know what our favorite video game song is. Do do you have one, Marco, or do you need to reflect? So <laughs> It like just changes on my on my mood, like which makes sense, right? But like if I'm at the gym, I'm almost always so I recently discovered Xenoblade Chronicle Xenoblade. <clears throat> Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh like which I didn't I don't know anything about, but like it's like uh theme two theme X is it's a Sawano, Hideyuki Sawano track, and it is just one of the biggest like bops ever i also used to walk <laughs> on the treadmill to in the balance when well you don't know what that is 
So <laughs> man in the room, uh, man in the room. I also, used to, you don't know what that is and it doesn't matter. Uh, I also used to jam out to, it just depends on my mood. Like to Zenarkind, uh, is amazing. Uh, like depending on how I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Like there's just, it just depends on my mood. So. Don't freak out. I didn't say anything, chat. No, so, sometimes they're just sometimes they're just memeing. Sometimes they're, they're just, just having words. fun with it. <laughs> they're just words. Okay. This is a, this is a just having a fun fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, they, if they were really mad, I think they would find a way to actually like remove you forcibly remove you from this Discord call. Uh, <laughs> like, get them. <laughs> get out. Uh, but yeah, so I don't really have a favorite anymore because there's just like there's just too many. Oh, but Unsung War from Ace Combat 5. Oh my god. If you've never heard it, oh my god. It is so good. You have a video about this, right? Because it's it's come up on my my YouTube recommended, and I'm gonna be honest, I'll be like, I'll come back to this one. I know nothing about Ace Combat. Oh, oh, I thought Ace Combat was gonna be the dumbest music ever. I got a recommendation (laughs) for Zero from Ace Combat, and I was like this is going to suck. Okay. All right. It's going to be like mechanical and like weird. Oh my God. It's castanets and like Spanish singing mixed with like, like, like the flamenco guitar. It is the craziest thing. Unsung war is just like an entire choir and it's just the most incredible stuff. Okay, So I just scrubbed through it for like 15 seconds while you were talking there and that went places. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like monks. we should sit here for five minutes and watch this. That's yeah, honestly, nope. I would do that. Oh my word! <laughs> that's how good it is for an Ace Combat game. What is? Yes, that? that's what, what I'm saying. It's, it's a jet game. Jets are cool, but wow! That when the sky hard. starts speaking Latin, you know that you've got problems. I mean, it's it's incredible. <laughs> that's what that's the meme. That's the meme. That's the meme. It's really good stuff. Huh. So that, that that's my pick. That's honestly, awesome. Unsung, Unsung War for me would be in my top ten for sure. My- Goodness. Uh, Kyle, do you have one? Abyss Watchers uh, from Dark Souls. That'd be Dark Souls 3. Oh, Abyss Dark Watchers. Souls. Yeah, I think that is the most sad, beautiful song I've heard. And with the explosions of fire as the phase goes to phase two on the Abyss Watchers, it's like, I was sad I beat it. Like, I'm still sad that I defeated those poor, poor guys. <laughs> like, it, and there's a, there's a storyline of corruption. Like, you're fighting the Abyss Watchers while they fight each other because corrupted versions are raising up until yeah. eventually kind of their spirits merge in one that has the flame, the fire, which is a big deal. Dark Souls, all about flames and fires and kindling and whatnot. Mm. And so uh, I love in any video game where I have to, put down something ancient. Like, I think that's something that a, a lot of our games don't do very well, but you know, Zelda final fantasies, there's this aspect of like, we got to kill it, but kind of like Godzilla, it's sort of our fault and it's not really his problem that he's supersized. And yeah, they saved us from that other monster, but also they're destroying the city. So like, it's this melancholiness that is communicated through abyss watchers that like i can't i can't express beyond that so i I know you have a video on it too that we can point people towards i do yeah yeah but like it just an amazing song i'm I'm, it's amazing that you remember it while both of you have given your answers listening to your answers because i am unfamiliar with both of them and i am having moments here uh these tracks are (laughs) intense i'm sort of shocked you remember any of the music from from any FromSoft game because i've reviewed many and every time I do, I'm like, I played this. 
I don't remember any of this music. I think it's like because you're so like focused trying to well, not die. Like I, God forbid, I, they're they're well, they're also bastards and they do it to themselves because if the if the if the song has a recognizable beat, they probably program the attacks to go on off the beat. So it's like yeah. I've I tried to not listen to music when I'm fighting things in Elden Ring, for example. <laughs> oh, and the famous example of that is Dancer of the Boreal Valley. Dancer of the Boreal Valley, which yeah. has a different tone than you fight on. So mm-hmm. a lot of people who are audio minded uh have a lot a lot of trouble and there's always going to be different types of gamers out there like certainly with here's the storm mobas dota there are those who watch for visual cues and there's more people who watch for audio cues and all of us think the other was insane like i can't (laughs) like oh you just wait for the little like flash that sven does and you're like no 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 that's useless what i need is the yeah thing he does and then i'm by now i know where the attack's coming that's an interesting point though because in the raids that you've done in Final Fantasy, are you watching the... Who's the tank? Gary, you're the tank, right? I'm the tank, yeah. Are you watching the... How, how are you basing like your positionals? Are um, you like watching the moves that they do? Um, usually I'm trying to read. Uh, people, people tell me I don't read and it's become a meme, but uh, usually I'm trying my <laughs> damnedest to read. Um, it, going back to so the first extreme we did in, in Final Fantasy fourteen. If anyone's by the way, listen because sometimes we have non Final Fantasy players to listen to this. Uh, extremes are uh, a, a hard mode for single bosses, uh, which are called trials in uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen for the uninitiated. When we did our very first extreme, it was Shinryu, uh, which is oh a, a boss in uh, the Stormblood expansion, and considered by many to be the hardest extreme, uh, like. I know it's up for debate. I'm just trying to paint a picture. Um, and uh, it was tough. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, why can't I pull my camera out more? Because there's because Shinryu is locked to a certain side of the platform. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are essentially like an icicle attack that comes from the opposite side. And you cannot, as a tank, have your camera far enough pulled out where you can see the icicle spawning if you're looking at Shinryu to get out of the way of any frontal positionals. Um, however, uh, I forget the actual name of the ability, but it is cast. And so you can see the ability casting it. Ever since then, ever since my first extreme, I make my eyes bleed trying to look for cast bars. Like if I see a cast bar, I'm trying my damnedest to, to read it and, and find out what it's attached to. Listen, Tanking, I, I just, I, I was a white mage for 500 hours of Final Fantasy 14, and then I streamed it, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they let me know that I didn't know what I was doing. And then I switched to Samurai, and I was like, I'm not going back. It's not. So, I mean, I can't even fathom. Like, I, I, I have a gunbreaker, uh, like a level 80, and there is like a fun aspect to, to tanking, but my God. I give you a lot of credit. For- I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And I was starting to think, because I, I, I recently learned Scholar, which is a, a healing job in, in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XIV. I was really enjoying it. I was like, oh, oh, healer cues are so fast for roulettes. I'm going to start healing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> no, after one day of healing roulettes, I'm like, I can't watch tanks tank wrong. I can't 
do it. <laughs> and everyone yells at me for plunge pulling. That is the least of everybody's concern. All these tanks out there not even using a single mitigation spell. What are you doing? Please plunge pull. Please. <laughs> you can plunge pull all day as long as you use your damn mitigation. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And this comes this comes from wow, I am a wow player. And and mm. maybe to some of you, this may seem like a toxic opinion. <laughs> I'm a wild player. Uh, I, I can't. I started tanking WoW because I couldn't tank. I couldn't uh, take bad tanks anymore. Um, and after trying to heal in in roulettes in in Final Fantasy, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Every you saw a market. You saw a market. I'd rather. You saw a market. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's the same reason I I uh, I started singing in garage bands because every single we had was terrible. Um, and I was like, I could, <laughs> listen, I'm not a good singer, but I'm better than you. And that's that's how, the same thing. <laughs> It's the same same reason I started tanking. I'm like, listen, I'm not I'm not going to be a, a world first tank, but I'm going to be a better tank than whoever I end up with in this roulette. That's <laughs> that's what it comes down to. But wait, to talk about singing, what's your favorite song though? We, we pivoted to Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, and music. Oh, and music. Yes. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of video game music I love, but uh, I'm I'm a simple man. Um, and uh, to me, I still think back on uh, uh, video game music. It takes me back to my childhood. And uh, Zelda's Lullaby uh, uh, calms me. And it, it links from my childhood to my adult life, too, because uh, uh, I had nothing to do with this, even though I, I grew up a pretty big Zelda fan. Um, um, my wife, Katie, that's what she chose to walk down the aisle to. And so Aww. it used to be I'll a song it. that brought me back to my childhood. And uh, now it makes me think of my wedding day. So, Aww. yeah, I love Zelda's Lullaby, like every version of it. Anytime there's a new Zelda Lullaby cover, unless it's like whatever the TikTok thing of the week is, like I never want to hear another shanty for the rest of my life. Oh, um, God. I like the shanty. I know you do. I hate them. Was a boy. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, just, that, I mean, surely there are other shanties. <laughs> I think that's the only offensive thing about the whole fad is that there are many, many shanties. I love shanties one. when they're in a pirate game. I don't there's, read them on I, my social media. <laughs> have you seen the, the, the Dead Space one? There's a Dead Space uh, yeah, Easter egg you can space. find. I do, I, yeah. I'm, 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 oh, well, that makes sense because it's a ship. Yeah, and they, they do yeah. the Ishimura. Ba, da, ba, ba. It's that, you know, it's just some devs having a good time. It's organic fun, is what well, it they, is. Like, listen, I, Prometheus is one of the worst scripts ever, but uh, Idris Elba having a, uh, a little accordion and, and singing. It makes sense. They're on a ship. Get your accordion well, out. Let's go. <laughs> I, I say that's where we head next because, like, clearly there are a lot of hardworking composers and there's going to be in any movie like amazing effects and you'll be like wow that was a great robot your movie was not great but whoa the <laughs> costuming so with all that kind of preface marco what 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 do you feel like is your least favorite music maybe oh, one that like missed <laughs> is there a video game country music uh there's got to be a video game with country music in it it's more like score in red dead redemption uh, oh, I know. I love that though. Yeah, that's okay. I love in Western. Red, oh God, yeah. yes. Yeah, Western oh my music God. ends me. You know what's funny? Uh, some someone said "Country Roads" in chat, and it's funny because when I was um, thirteen, I was part of this uh, clan called the uh, "They Might Be Jedi" (TMBJ), and that was based off of "They Might Be Giants." They might be giants, yeah, sure. And it was all around Jedi Outcasts. If anybody knows that game. Star Wars Jedi Outcast. Love yeah. Jedi Outcast. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, so, so there was a map made by one of the clan mates, uh, and it was called Country Roads, and it played that song on loop. And so I have this Pavlovian response whenever I see or hear <laughs> Country Roads. Well, first of all, isn't that just John Denver? Yeah. It's yeah. John Denver. Yeah. And then what's really funny, just the segue, John Denver made a, 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 an opera album with Placido Domingo, and that shit is weird. Huh. Uh, terrible, huh. actually. Uh, but yeah, country. Uh, were you talking about in video games? Like, is there a video game? I wasn't asking in video games, but I've enjoyed this thread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> if anyone watched, watched our last Friday stream, I'm curious. How do you feel about Imagine Dragons? They were good. Like, their first album was okay. good. They okay. were good. Okay. Okay. The okay. first album was okay. good. Right. This is an extremely, in, in, like, there, whoever watched our stream knows why this is funny. No one else knows why this is funny. The Lynn House there. Yeah. 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 Just curious. <laughs> Just curious. We may have talked about Imagine Dragons for about 40 minutes on the stream last so, Friday. What? So, but yeah, you're, Kyle uh, likes Imagine Dragons. I, like Imagine I uh, have oh, a, a visceral uh, negative response to hearing their music. And uh, we, we, we had it out. We had it out on stream about Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's say, let's say I wanted to critique a piece of music and I want to sound, sound smart. I want to use some big words. Um, or even small words, right? Like one, one word goat. I often hear is, yeah, yeah like I, I often I see people in YouTube comments be like, that was a bit muddy. And <laughs> I'm like, mud, the mud. Yeah, it was, my microphone had mud in it. it what, what sort of words would you use to describe something you were critiquing? Let's say you're critiquing Imagine Dragons. And you wanna, <laughs> not really, but you know, it, oh. What what are some what are some, key, what are some key <laughs> words we could help the listening audience right now to better deduce their feelings on a musical piece? Yeah, mm, you know some of the things that come. So I'm uh, I'm doing this musical let's play of Destiny, the Witch Queen, right now, and uh, you know I, I talk a lot about rhythmic pulse, forward momentum. When you you know something that you feel. You know, when, when you're in a battle sequence, oh, okay, perfect examples, any battle theme in Final Fantasy. I don't know a single battle theme unless it's intentionally counter, uh, counter um, intuitive where they're trying to, uh, what's it called? Um, oh my gosh. When they're trying to, uh, uh, um, your expectations, they're trying to subvert. They're subvert. Thank you. Yes. Hello. It is four hours of sleep. I told you. Uh, subvert expectations. Every battle theme has rhythmic pulsation that is forward propelling and has forward momentum. And you, every battle theme is going to have intensity. It doesn't matter what kind of music, what kind of instruments. I'm thinking about like Octopath Traveler, which is super beautiful and very like, it's very like rustic in a way. That music always has forward momentum in battle themes. So um, other things you can think about, uh, there's an amazing TED Talk that you should check out by Benjamin Zander that is called something. But in it, he plays a Chopin um, piano piece. And he, he talks about how like music can make us feel. And it's actually uh, the basis of what I do. And so he plays the piece and then he asks you to close your eyes and he asks you to think about someone you love while he plays it. And he said, see, you can love, I think classical music in that case, but, or you can feel music. That's a really good video to check out. But so, yeah, so, um, put me on the spot here. It's really hard because if I don't hear a piece, I'm like, I have a hard time, like 
like like something okay <clears throat> something can feel really loving it, no do you see, see this is how no, i tend to yeah. do things i, I see I what you're doing things, like it's like yeah. when someone says speak a language to me and you're like well what do you want me to say like what i i, I need words to even begin this process so i see what you're saying it's kind of an impossible question do you want to like play a piece of your choice and we can like play right now and and you stop after 30 mm. seconds and okay okay i think uh, yeah let's, i think let's, kyle um, has the, the the ability to do that i don't yeah, not easily anyway uh let's do um yes so the it, transformative power of classical music yes it would be it'd be very easy to kind of grab like one of the main themes but let's do let's do one of my little favorites here uh up the Is down it, uh down the up staircase from final fantasy oh good choice Make sure you uh, show the the gameplay. Oh, with the hmm. okay. So this will be when you're flying in, flying around the library. Uh huh. Okay. Pause right there, really quick. Okay. You hear how? So first of all, the harpsichord, uh, in, in, invariably harpsichord in what I've noticed in video game music, harpsichord tends to be aged. There's an age quality to it because when we relate to harpsichord, we think about the classical Baroque time period, which uses harpsichord a lot. So I've noticed that composers of video game music, when they tend to use uh, harpsichord, they are inferring age, right? So also, do you hear how at the very end there, there's that pause and then there's like playfulness ah. it's all over the place it, it's like cascading it's like, it's like it could be it could be falling it could be anything i've noticed that so mm. so this is helpful to you because I, I i can't like relay it but i can like do it on the spot if it's i don't know if it's helpful or not. that was that was no, very no, helpful because you broke it down into the two spots that you were talking about like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about with the harpsichord and also now i'm like oh that's why it's always in vampire movies um <laughs> and then actually yes actually yes yeah right you're thinking you wanna... of it as like a like costuming like basically we see an outfit and we go oh buckles uh, yeah giving uh, oh and your brain goes oh the colonies and, the, and then the wigs and then you just start like putting it all together <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all of a yeah. of a time, right? This I think, this is, too, I think this is why like things like uh, I I don't as much as I loved at the time singing of vampires. Uh, the underworld movies maybe don't hold up as much because they just played new metal <laughs> over everything. <laughs> oh God! Uh, it was as oppressive as the blue freaking color wash they put over that whole movie. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> oh my God, it's true. But also, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really that doesn't work. I was there harpsichord in the movies when I was? Did a you kid, though? <laughs> like when they were new, and I was a, an angsty teenager, I was super into those movies. <laughs> Wasn't there? There was three, right? Underworld three with like the like lizard creatures. They they also like, did like a couple straight to DVD things. I think the Underworld got weird. They did a prequel. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I. You know it's bad when you go straight to DVD. Yes. That's not good. Yes. That's not good. Yes, I, I digress, though. Um, yeah, did you want to play more of that, Kyle? Yeah, yeah no, now, now I'm interested. Now I kind of want to see you keep right. going. All right, stop there. Sorry. Uh, this is what I don't do on my channel, because people do get annoyed uh, when you stop what? and start constantly. Oh, when you stop uh, and start constantly, it's like, <laughs> why are you stopping every 10 seconds? Ah! 
But so, you have um, something to say. Like, oh, you know, oh, we yeah. get that. We get that too. And I just, yeah, we get that. Uh, I just ignore those people because, like, if you want to hear the thing unbroken, just go listen to the thing unbroken. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, can Can you also put the gameplay on there, by the way, Kyle? Just for the sake of, for the sake of, um, the the square rules. I want to oh. make sure you you. Oh, oh, is that the square, square rules? rules? You have to show Final Fantasy fourteen gameplay while you play music. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. huh. yeah. It doesn't work for a Realm Reborn or 1.0 music, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah, always a... get dinged for those. Really? That's the other composer. Yes. Yeah, the other composer is yes. very aggressive on YouTube. Uh, there's a, a, a Realm Reborn track, which I believe is a 1.0 track that plays on two of the three bosses in the Mount Gold dungeon, and our entire Mount Gold Scrooge stream got demonetized as a result. What? Yeah. Yeah. Happens which, every time. Which track? But don't uh, play it. Let <laughs> me ask, because I was having a conversation with our clips editor about this exact problem. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's frequently the um, Torn from the Heavens. Torn from the, the Heavens. Uh, Torn from the Heavens, which <clears throat> plays during Forgiven Cruelty and Forgiven Whimsy fights in Mount Gold, but it is sprinkled all over Final Fantasy XIV. Torn from the Heavens has gotten claimed? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Every time it gets played, we get demonetized. Who's the claimer? Well, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the composer. It's his uh, his brand that he left to to work with. It's an old oh. composer, and some I don't I, I I have no idea. I would love to talk to someone who actually knows how it all worked out, but he he's under a different label, and that label the Uim, claims the Uematsu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything. Yep. Oh. So we're very uh, much on the outside, like a, a beloved figure, but from us coming into the game, we're like, well, you villain. <laughs> How could you? You and Matsu, the reason why I became a classical musician, you traitorous. I, right? <laughs> That's weird because I, I have torn from the heavens in, in, a, in a video that I was soaking in light motifs and I did not get claimed. So that's interesting. Or maybe I did hmm. and I just forgot. Um, well, anyway, the, the point is... Uh, so that one phrase there, see, this is also another thing I do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain emotion through mimicking what I hear, which is really weird, but you hear this sort of like timely elegance. There's like an, an old, again, we're still playing with the old quality because we're choosing, I think that's a violin or whatever, whatever soundscape that's used. So when when we have that sort of this long bowing here, that that gives us this feeling of warmth and this feeling of uh, a sort of like radiance. You know what I mean? There's like there's like a like sort of like not regality in like a king or a queen, but a, a very like it's proper. I forget this is from a dungeon. Which one is it? The anti tower would be this one. Oh. So Matoya's right, right. So you're questing uh, through uh, to the astral sea at the kind of the far end. You're going to be fighting the doll at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, be... yeah, 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 yeah. So you very, see, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's very magical. Um, yeah, kind of otherworldly. It does feel old. Um, that's right. Underneath the violin, sound, almost sounded like like I don't know Jack, but it sounded like a waltz to me. If you listen under but the make... violin, under the strings. Will you play it again? Sure. Allow me to put up the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
Huh. So they're kind of plucky the underneath uh-huh. the underneath the the kind of more, you know, distinct string section to me sounds like a waltz. But like look at the castle in the distance. And like you think about it, isn't that the one where you fight the great wall? The you fight the wall, the the um the book isn't there? Don't you fight a bookcase? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, let, let's see. I always get the anti tower and the great Google library confused. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the bosses in this is uh, the anti tower. Oh, that's that's one with the Ziggy uh, Stardust reference. Ziggy's the the second. Oh, boss. Oh right. Uh, and the giant doll is the final boss. With and then there's the frogs. Uh yes, yeah, uh, Zero yes. Rago is the first boss. <laughs> I can't believe you remember the names. That I is, have the wiki that, open right now because I. Oh, I oh not I'm like, speak. wow, that is seriously impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but but so so that's that's the thing. So like in that piece of music, like it would be so weird if it was not that or whatever direction that they chose to go in. Not to say that it would be wrong, but it certainly wouldn't fit. And this is the whole argument with the idea of like in my video game music is classical. I changed the title because I do that. I do that constantly. But, uh, you know, when you, when you think about it, if, if video game music is programmatic, programmatic, meaning it's program music, it's, it's, it's there to, uh, um, help the listener or the audience member, um, have an emotional response to what they're seeing or what they're hearing video game music. It's, it's, it's almost more like an opera than it would, than it is like a symphonic work because it's aiding in telling a story that dungeon's more impactful and you immediately know where you are. Oh, Victorian, Victorian Europe. Okay. Turn of the century. Okay. Well, not right now. It's not true. Uh, but you know, Victorian Europe, uh, I met, I met some sort of ball and you hear that. That doesn't answer your question at all, but I think it's pretty interesting how, you know, you can, you can, you can extrapolate that you hear it. You just have to like, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how people that haven't studied opera for ten years do it, but everybody can do it. <laughs> no, and that's what you showcase, which I think is amazing. Like uh, kind of mentioned with costuming, there like these are things we're able to gleam, but so often, perhaps because of our own nerves, or it could just be we kind of have like a, a magical sense of certainly in American society where we do they're great because they were born magical, like. <laughs> science they woke up when they were four year old and said what is a star and like the, their life was de- demanded by this like we, we we tend to ignore practice i i yeah, a lot I, of the time. I get very angry at the term like gifted like it's like yes. no like everyone gifted. practiced yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like like everyone like oh i don't have any talent it's like no you just you just like with art it's like no you just stop drawing at some point like if you kept well, with it you'd be good Um, And I grew up in that, you know, society too. Like it was, you you try things once, you try to hit the soccer ball and you miss and people go, well, you just don't have, you know, the natural gift for it. And so you'd you'd sort of bounce around activities and eventually hit something you sort of got lucky on the first time. And people would start encouraging that and you become this, basically a YouTube algorithm of sorts. Like you're absorbing (laughs) the encouragement and the clicks as the adults go, good job, good job. No, 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 not that direction. And so I think a lot of times when we critique something that we're not, well in the know about we think well i'm just going to call it bad because that puts up a wall in front of me that allows you're the expert but to me it's bad but what you've showcased here is that you can explore something in a very organic and sensible way without needing big keywords you can talk about a harpsichord and what that emulates to you well 
well, and especially especially because we're not dealing with like we're not dealing with music from uh, like the Baroque time period, which is just written for the sake of being written because that's what they did. They just like wrote music and you went to the watch it. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like I think about Mozart and Tizaba Flutes, for instance, the magic flute, like when it's called a, a, a Zingspiel and it's a German word for it was a spiel means God spiel means to talk talking zing is zingen is to sing. Is that where spiel and so comes the, from? Zingspiel, yeah, spiel, yeah, probably. Uh. Make up, make sure I'm right. I think I'm right. Uh, but it's like in Mozart's time when he wrote Die Zauberflöte, like that was a musical comedy, and people were like ruckus during this time. Like they were theaters as we know them, this like sort of stuffy, like contrived experience. I mean, imagine I went to go see the Book of Mormon the other day and the couple behind me was just like incessantly speaking. And I was like, I spent so much money on this damn thing. Shut the, you know, like, you know, but like, (laughs) I can't even imagine being a patron during Mozart's time and like having like beer everywhere and and like, Oh, spiel is to, is a game. Excuse me. I don't speak German. I'm just kidding. Uh, But you know, it's, it's funny. What was the point of that? Shit, I don't remember. It seems like uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I'm also seeing an article about etymology saying uh, "spiel" has also like it kind of has evolved into an English meaning through both German and Yiddish. Oh, interesting. But again, this is quick googling and not a full-on deep dive into huh. the factoids. What was the point of that? Oh, the point of that was to say like, oh, well, ultimately, uh, my point was to say that you can feel and it's about like tapping into like an emotion. So like when you listen to a piece that you really like, and I think, I think it helps if it's a piece you really like to really like, like if you know that the song is sad to you, like at a very basic level, you're like, why do I like this? Well, it makes me feel sad. Okay. how do I then like place myself in a, in a moment that I, how do I go deeper into that like sort of superficial emotion, happy, sad, ang- angry, right? The, like the, the very basics. And obviously we, the shades of gray. Then we've got like all sorts of different definitions for how we feel. Thanks to the English language, English language in general. So like if, if I know it makes me sad, do, do I feel agony? Do I feel, do I feel a sense of, of angst? Do I feel depressed? Like finding like the, the, like if the umbrella term is sad, then I go down and I look at the different terms. Those different terms have different meanings for us. So you can like, you can like sort of deep dive into emotion by thinking of, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. No, but I'm it's thinking of where you're laying down. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense of like, kind of find, like you said, the umbrella term and then see, how much further you can kind of take that to define maybe a more specific explanation of what you're trying to describe. Well, and I know that from like the miser technique, which in oh, acting yeah, is like, don't yeah, ever yeah. say sad. Like you, that is, <laughs> you don't feel sad. That is uh, too big. You have to identify it as you're saying. Well, and that's the thing, right? Be- freaking miser. But like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look at, uh, 
I had a teacher that we did Meisner and it was always like, no, that's not right. I'm like, mm, what do you mean is- sad isn't right, you son of a bitch? It's picky, it's picky for sure. Don't tell me I'm not sad. I don't remember either if that's the the like the emotionally safe one, for lack of better there's because there was there was an acting where you were supposed to only pull from yourself and your own experiences, which is bad. You that's Senislavsky. Yeah, yes, yes. Do not double down and focus on your own history to make up emotions for a fake happening on screen or yeah instead you want to make up imaginary happenings that you can feel those emotions too so you don't some people should tell that to some youtube commenters well we all we all bring our experiences and we're all part of the adult algorithm in the end (laughs) someone said someone said they're like the unhinged version of me this is me baby i give you the professorial uh youtube channel but i've started like just I'm trying to be very careful about not dropping f bombs and stuff. But I swear incessantly in re- my normal life. But oh like, yeah, and, like I'll be <laughs> like, like no, no. But but also thinking, think about like happiness, right? Like, like happiness. We're about to go deep here, folks. Let's mm. strap in. So like we we have happiness, and I think people spend their entire lives chasing happy, and. But the reality is, is that like happiness has many different feelings. There's peacefulness, there's contentment, there's joy, there's exuberance. And so like allowing oneself to listen to whatever peace and deep dive into like, oh my gosh, this song feels like the rising of the sun or, or wow, when I... I think of a, a piece, uh, Morgan by Richard Strauss. And it basically, the whole piece, it's so quiet. And it literally sounds like, like Morgan means morning. And you literally like can see the sun rising. And it's this beautiful poem. I can't remember the, what it, all the details of what it means, but, but, but like you have to be so gentle when you sing it. And you, you can, like a whisper, a, a piece of music can, it, it's just a tapestry of, of, of emotion. And I think like allowing oneself to really feel, and I think that that's really hard in our society, but it's like unlocking the key to your heart and like releasing that shit. I think about like Hopes and Dreams from Undertale, like that song slaps and it, it's like this incredible feeling of like release when, when I hear it. And, uh. Anyway, that's that's anybody can do it. And you don't have to be an opera singer for a decade or a musician for X amount of years or whatever. Like, or you don't even have to be an artist, but you just feel that shit, man. I, 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 yeah, it's, that's very beautiful. That is that's awesome. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I got lost in just listening to your uh, your your explanation there. That was that was great. Um, oh, stop. So Thank what you. you're. So what you're saying is that Final Fantasy music overall is good because it's on brand. Like it matches what you are feeling, experiencing, and that's why maybe it has that high regard. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, so the reason why I actually went into music was because of Nobuo Uematsu. And I used to have this, uh, I really like covers. And I really like, not all covers, but I really like um, piano covers, especially. And I have this CD of the piano collections of Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9, and 10 music 
but I'm very partial to nine. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with nine. Um, uh, besides Queena, I don't, I don't love that whole, I don't like blue mages. I have, I have a thing with blue mages. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing personal, obviously, but, but, but that music, um, there's just something about what's it called uh, from Final Fantasy Nine. I think you have a noise gate that's cutting you off sometimes when you when you sing. Oh, that's because of the pitch. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, Discord Damn. gets confused. It thinks okay, it's outside sorry. noise, not a human voice, which is uh, awesome. Maybe make it sound more like <laughs> the lower register. It won't. It You're won't, too good. You don't sound like a person me. anymore. God, Discord find your concerned. way, not find your way. It's uh, gosh, I can't remember. But anyway, like, like. Again, I, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, Final Fantasy music. Yeah, so I think I think what's amazing about Final Fantasy fourteen is that it plays into, and I think it's why the only MMO that I've ever really liked is because it plays into the nostalgia factor. Because this is like, we're talking like, what, 35 years this year, 35 years of Final Fantasy music. And so it's that, plus just like, I mean, like, God, Shinryu's theme? Holy hell. You know? To me, it's... Uh... Because you know, I didn't re- I didn't grow up with it. I, you know, I played ten, didn't beat ten. I've talked about this before. It's it's something I very much now want to go get back to because I think it's hilarious that I've I didn't grow up with Final Fantasy and 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 now here I am making videos about the MMO. Yeah. Um, but playing through fourteen, it's just an embarrassment of riches. There's just so much of it. There's so, so many tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that you go and you try and find a track and you go, and you think. This is easy enough. I'll go to the soundtrack for that expansion, and clearly the music will be in there. No, no, it might be on the next expansions because they just, it was like in a point one or point two <laughs> yeah. patch, and it didn't make the original soundtrack. Like, there's just so much. Um, so I, I think I also, like, there's just so much music that uh, there's, there's something for everyone. There's going to be a track that resonates with you, like, regardless if you're, if you're into that style of music or not. And also, like, They, they're totally fine completely switching it up and doing a completely different style. Like we, all of the video game music, we, we've talked about Final Fantasy 14 music a lot today and everything we've talked about has had a, a tra- like a traditional instrumentation of some sort. There's pro- probably stringed instruments, wind in- instruments and percussion used in some case. And that's everything we've talked about today. We have not brought up the primals yet. Like oh, you, you, yeah. you couldn't go from the anti-tower and then in your next like trial roulette, you're going to get Titan. And you're going to listen yeah, to a yeah. full-on rock song. Uh, yeah. And they exist in the same game. And I, I think I think part of it, I talked about this a little bit. I think it was part of my aversion to Final Fantasy XIV in the beginning. Because I would, I would just look at screenshots and I'm just like, it just looks like a mess. There's like robots and, and chocobos and, and, but like traditional medieval knights. I, I, why, what, what's going on? But when you actually play, and the music is the same way, I think. If I had actually sat down to listen to a, sh- a shuffle of Final Fantasy fourteen music, I probably would have been like, seriously, what the hell is, is this game on drugs? Like, what's going yeah. on with the with the tonal and, and stylistic shifts between the music? But when you actually experience the game, when you go through it and you play it and you kind of meet it on its terms, and if you are grinding gear, you play through it uh, slower than anyone in documented history has played through the game, um, <laughs> it, it all makes sense. There's like almost never a point where I think where I think oh my god I can't I can't believe that that's what you went with like all every I time got one. Did, oh 
Yeah, the 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 rock battle music for random encounters in Shadowbringers. Oh, like yeah, yeah we, I we don't. We're in a world that it. is. I don't love it. There we go. When it first starts going, and like, so that yep. that's that's my question. That's my follow up question: is what is that conveying? Because to me, we're on a world, a dying world, uh, zombie apocalypse almost, and yet our battle theme is so energetic can you play it for me really quick uh, let me see if I, I have find it. i have an idea so so like the thought is yeah you are not alone was absolutely the song i was you're not alone um i think that the reason why that track is the way it is if i'm thinking about the one i'm thinking about and not the next expansions man in the room uh, version is oh yeah it's this one yeah Is this the beginning of the track? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's because of the Sin Eaters. And I think that the like stakes in some ways, in some ways I think that the stakes are so much higher uh, on the, the first, the first, the first. If for whatever reason, like I think about like the, what's it called? The, the empty... Oh my god! I'm like it's been a while since I played Shadowbringers. Uh, like to me, that that battle music it like signifies like the the pressure of the Sin Eaters in that space. But but that's the, but also don't forget that music is I'm I'm right because guess what music you can have your own interpretation. So like you could have a totally different interpretation and that would be right. It's my favorite clapback. Uh, <laughs> I can't be wrong, but no, but seriously, like that in my mind, cause I, cause I obviously listen to that a lot. And to me, that sounds like, like also, if you think about it, like aesthetics, like Shadowbringers, like has this sort of metal, even this theme song, it could also just be an extension of the, of the main, of the main theme. Right. Sure. Like there's, there's an aesthetic here that feels very, uh, I think about like, you know, the, the dark night with the, with the sword and like, so for me, it's like, yeah. So that's, that's my interpretation anyway. I don't know why it sounds like that. It certainly isn't heaven where uh, storm bloods or heaven's words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I think I might have battle music turned off cause I didn't even recognize. I like the very beginning of it with the, uh, with just the, uh, the octave power chords. Cause it's very, uh, pillows fully coolly sounding. Like I love that sound. Um, (laughs) that's great now i'm like wait do i even have battle music turned off (laughs) because i don't recognize that track um you you know what's also really cool about soken and and the team in general is that like i was thinking about uh winds uh, eternal winds uh which is the uh crystarium and grahatia's not his theme but grahatia grahatia's like like there are moments where it plays and it's from final fantasy three, three, five, three, three. And what's insane is that it per usual Soken will take a melody that is very well known in the final fantasy sort of musical lexicon and will add this sort of like his own spin to it, which is really cool because it, it is incredible. I mean, it's incredible. So the, the first one in final fantasy three, it's incredibly orchestral orchestrated and it's lovely 
And then when it comes in, da 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 da. da like, wait, damn it! Chad, Chad I, I is saying, sing. "Don't Google it, Kyle." <laughs> oh, oh, don't, oh, don't Google it. Don't Google. Oh, probably because it plays all the time over all kinds of things. Oh yes, yes. Sorry. Oh, that's all man, good. The, the one I found is the, the one. I, the one I found is safe. Is this is uh this is Grahati up in the tower, you know, staring at his hand with all the yeah the sids and whatnot hanging out. And so like. Oh yeah, this is from uh oh, such it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. So that's amazing. And that's actually different from the fully orchestrated version that appears in the Final Fantasy III. I think it's the, like the 3DS. I think it's actually in the remasters. But, but like something subtle like that, where they'll take it and just adjust it slightly, and it has a different, a different like energy to it. And it's amazing how music can just like you just tweak it slightly, and it has a totally different emotional context just from the soundscape. It's cool stuff. There's a lot of examples that like uh, the. Um... <laughs> it's 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 like memed on now the overuse of like the stripped down piano version of the theme song of the 90s movie that is getting a, a sequel reboot like in the trailer like they've done it for star wars they've done it for oh, indiana yeah, jones yeah, they've yeah. done it for yeah. ghostbusters uh where it's just like <laughs> like one you, you you've got a one single stick to play a piano with so you're doing one key at a time and it's slow and it's sad oh my god you're right yeah Duh. All right, move this shit along. Exactly. Know, the, <laughs> the worst one is the melancholy whistle of Indiana Jones in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh come on. And they just let it trail off. And then <laughs> yep. uh, uh, 97 year old Harrison Ford says something, and then, then they come back in with a dun dun dun. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. too old for this shit. Exactly. <laughs> cool. You want to take a few questions before we wrap yeah, up? Well, yeah, yeah, well, of course. Questions. Cool. Of course. Cool. Well, these these came to us from our wonderful uh, grinding your community. Um, uh, pulled these from our from our members. Uh, shout out to everybody supporting us on Patreon over at supportourbromance.com or uh, supporting us on uh, YouTube. If you're a YouTube member, you get, you both get access to the same members only chat in our Discord. That's that's the perk. That's how it works. And. Uh, Wild Runner started us off, said, uh, what attracted you to the Grinding Gear community and what made you stick around? We're going to make you compliment oh, I, us. I love, I love hopping into your chats every, every time I see you guys live, just because I think, you know, you two have, well, look, I mean, you know, a channel lives and dies by who's in it and, uh, and who, who hosts it, who runs it. And you guys have such like a great energy between the two of you. And like, it's obvious, you know, we were talking about that at the very beginning of this thing. Like you guys, um, you just have a really good synergy and it's really fun to, to watch. And also I'm always interested in, in what was the foot? I can't remember what the first thing I saw you guys doing was. I'm always was curious like, how people find us and like not an ego thing. I'm like analytics. Like, how'd you find us? What was it? What broke through? Yeah. I think it was like heaven's word stuff okay so that was a while ago it was a while ago and i was like oh these guys are cool what are they doing oh wow they're playing through oh they're playing because i was i think i was really impressed because there were like a ton of people in here and i was like whoa they have a ton of people in here 
what are they talking about? And uh, and that was the first time that I saw you guys. But yeah, like the synergy is awesome. And 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 that's that's how I found that's how I find y'all. That's how I found y'all. Awesome. And that's why I stick around. Although I left the Discord, nothing personal. I, I don't like having too many Discords. So like, fair. I literally cannot have more than five. I have five Discord servers, and I just do not. I do not go. I have mine, which is enormous, and that's it. Like I, I just so nothing there's, personal. There's a. There are two kinds of people. There's there's Marco and there's me. Where I never leave a Discord. There are there's just an endless vertical scroll of things I oh never go God. to again. That's Mad awful. I, it's just can't, Listen, I can't even imagine. I, I, I feel bad leaving. Um, so whenever I join the discord, <laughs> the first thing I do is mute everything. I, I all oh, notifications okay. get turned off on your discords. So I just never notice uh, <laughs> oh. them again. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, thank you, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, of course midnight wants to know if being a professional musician ever got in the way of your enjoyment of music in video games uh no it's only enhanced it actually that's right now live performances yes it has ruined pretty much every live performance oh no. i'm always thinking well i saw the book of mormon uh last week and i had the time of my life i was laughing but well besides the people behind me uh <laughs> but but uh and I was I, I turned I turned to the person I was with, my girlfriend, and I was like, uh I was like, are they having fun, you think? Like, cause I'm having a great time, but I know that I've been in their shoes and I have thought that I've had to just sell it and I was having a miserable time. So are they having fun? Like that kind of stuff. Like I get all like like and then yeah, yeah. So but no, in terms of video games, no. I I woke up this morning, guys. This is going to sound weird and stupid, but also amazing. I woke up and for the first time in a very long time, maybe it's because I'm medicated, but I woke up and I was like, I love my life. And I can't, I've never said that before. Not, and certainly not in the last three years during the course of my dad's illness. Like it, it was, I, I woke up at five 30 and I was like, man, I got the podcast today. I'm streaming monster hunter. Like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like I talk about video game music for a living. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I get auditions from my agent. Like that's, that's, uh, yeah. So those are good. No, I, I, yeah, it, it, I know you say you never said that before, but I'm sure you've had days where you're just feeling it. You're just vibing, right? Like maybe you don't declare it to yourself, but you, you have your vibe days. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but I've got my ups and downs. I love it. I, oh, I, 1 million percent. very thankful for days like that where you're just like, where it just feels good and you're firing in all cylinders. Yeah, and you're yeah. Just like, oh, I, I, I attribute it to rest. I think I think it's uh, if I'm if well, I'm, sleep is important. If yeah. I'm if I'm well rested, I think I'm I'm prepared enough to take stock and be thankful of everything. And if I'm not well rested, there's going to be that one. That's going to be that one uh, comment that like a bullet finds the one weak link. You son of a <laughs> yeah. It just gets through. It's like ah, and just like being aware of that. Like it's really important to to pat yourself on the back as much as it is to like. I think let yourself know like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a vulnerable state. You should also admit that to yourself because it can kind of help you deal with the day. Well, I think that there's something. Oh, hey, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something there's something about. Uh, and I don't I don't know how old you guys are and it doesn't matter. But like mid-30s. when I when I well, mid 30s. Yeah. OK. So there's something in the mid 30s that happens where it's like, oh, and and I I, I, I don't know, like. I, yeah, when you're in your mid thirties, there's like a shift and I, and I, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but sleep. Sleep in the mid-30s. Oh, man, I miss the days where I could go to bed at 2 and wake up at 8 and be like, I'm refreshed, motherfucker. And now, I, and now I'm like, if I go to bed past 1130, I, I'm like, I can't see straight. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I will every <laughs> once in a while, though, like for because I, I have no choice or, or we have an MSQ stream that goes till 1 a.m. Yeah. and uh, people are still <laughs> mad that we can go to 2 a.m. Um, uh, I, I, every once in a while, I still have a... a a bad night's sleep where I wake up and I'm like, I'm good, but it's, it's very random. It's like a, it's like a critical hit on my sleep. Uh, <laughs> I, I get yeah. lucky. Um, it's but, uh, yeah, I know, but, but I yeah, know. it's, 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 that's, it's the ebb and flow of, uh, putting yourself out there, you know, it I think so too. Comes and it goes. Um, continuing on with some questions from our discord. D wants to know, said when analyzing music, is there a specific element of music production that you look for? Or are you pleasantly surprised when you hear it used? I really like when uh, when a uh, uh, full orchestra is used. I'm not uh, like I don't I don't love synthesized instruments because it's it's very obvious to me. Maybe it's obvious to everybody, but it's very obvious. And I uh, like uh, the Aorzean Symphony stuff. Really, there were the I saw I watched some of the listened to some of it on on YouTube and like the uh, live version or the like the, the live orchestrated version of uh, something you haven't seen yet. And oh my God, like it just is amazing. And, and I love seeing Sokin's music translated to full orchestra. And, and that's one of the reasons I love Genshin so much. And so, yeah, when, when that pops in and I hear like a fully orchestrated or like a chorus or like opera singing, boom. Oh man, I'm, I'm all for it. But yeah, that's, yeah. You can't beat that weight either of like being in person, having to like tuba rattle, rattle your spine and your chest and it's a different, it's a different thing. Right, but right, also, right. you hear that in the FromSoft too, the FromSoft music too. Like the mm. FromSoft music hits because it's fully orchestrated. Oh, that was um, what was it? Uh, a Dragon Quest Ten that they redid for the remaster with the full orchestra. Eleven, than, wasn't it? I think it was eleven. Yeah, yeah, it was eleven. Yeah, yeah, that made a huge difference. Like good. it really did. Yeah, I don't even like Dragon Quest. And I was like, damn, this is good. <laughs> Different genre, but I vividly remember going to my first punk show in my early teens and they're doing sound check and they turn the, the volume up on the drums and the, the, the tech just does one bass hit and my chest vibrates. And I'm just like, oh, oh, this is going to be loud. <laughs> like, like you feel your clothes move. And, yeah. uh, and that's why I can't hear that well out of my right ear. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Wear earplugs to hardcore shows, kids. It's not worth it. It's not uh-huh. worth it. Uh-uh. Uh, and then Arathane wanted to know which opera you think has been the most fun to perform. Tosca. I love Tosca. I didn't even feel like I had to act. I played the character that the tenor sings as Mario Cavaradossi, and the it's it takes place in in Rome, uh, in the in the in the Renaissance ish time period, and there's a really fantastic villain in Baron Scarpia, and it is fantastic, and it's it's really messed up actually, and there's there's murder and there's you know other things that are triggering, uh, uh, but like like. There's a lot of love. There's passion. It's it's incredible. Tosca, Tosca. If you've never seen an opera before, I gotta say La Boheme, Carmen, Barber of Seville. See that? Absolutely. Tosca is amazing. I think that's a very good second opera, and then you move on from there. Like Strauss, Richard Strauss being at the very bottom. But like Ariadne F. Noxos is also another. Just oh my god, it's a, it's a play within a play. And the first act, they're like 
what the hell are we doing? Oh God, we have to put an opera, but now we, we double booked this comedian troupe and this really serious opera uh, group. And then they fight. And then in the second half, they combine the two and it's insane. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's sounds so, like an episode of the Muppets. That's great. Yeah, no, but no, but it is, it's crazy. And it's like purposefully drawn out and long and boring the second half because Strauss was trying to then when the, when the comedians come in, the, it, it, I mean, I love Ariadne F. Noxus is one of my favorite operas, but yeah, definitely Tosca for performance. It's freaking rad. Yeah, I, I know. I know nothing about opera, so having a having a first recommendation is helpful. Bohem is Bohem is the the must go for starters. Rad. Well, uh, thank you everybody for sending your questions and keep them coming. We've got a channel. It's uh, questions for the hosts, and usually if we have a guest, we'll we'll let y'all know. We'll uh, ping you with a little notification to drop some questions in there. Um. We got, we got time for one more. I'll take Solomon here. It's a, a Final Fantasy specific. Um, or, well, I guess not so much. But anyway, Solomon wanted to know how you feel about boss songs with lyrics and what they add or can take away from the experience of fighting a boss in a game. I love when we have lyrics because there is so much subtext. Well, so there's two different kinds of lyrics. There's like there's like gibberish lyrics where it sounds like they're saying things that happens a lot. And then there's like Latin lyrics usually is what I've experienced. And it's, it's just insane. And I think it adds, I think there's something about the humanity and the human voice. Like when you get a choir just ripping <laughs> big fat tacos. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, but, but Ultima like is, is, is more badass because there's a chorus. And when you get like that sound, like, oh my gosh, there's just something about like a full chorus just ripping while there's an orchestra or they're like, they're doubling an orchestra. Uh, I mean, there's, here's another opera reference and then I'll talk and then I'll, I'll, I'll stop with that. But Peter Grimes, there's a witch hunt against Peter Grimes because he is in trouble and the town has decided to turn against him, mob mentality. And they all stand around and they all sing, Peter Grimes. And there's silence. And all you hear is like an 80 person chorus screaming this man's name at the top of their lungs. And it is terrifying. And the power of the human voice is, is it's so mesmerizing. So for me, uh, I love, 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 love when there's a chorus. And I think of like, I think of, I mean, yeah, of, of course, there's a million examples in Final, in Final Fantasy 14. But also I think of Lawrence, the first vicar from Bloodborne. I think of uh, Ludwig and the Holy Blade. Uh, I think of Unsung War from Ace Combat 5. I think of, of course, Ultima. Um, or even, uh, or even not even in a boss battle, but the in Stormblood, uh, Asm, Asm Step. That track is so much better because of the vocals. I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> time is it Jeez. So i'm gonna end every podcast <laughs> i'm gonna cal be mid-thought and i'll be like i'm done talking and we'll I'm just start the outro everybody. music all right so we'll do it well uh thank you so much for how much you weren't done talking for the last hour and 40 plus minutes there marco Gosh. thank you for your time today this has been a, a really cool look into the music side of uh of, i was gonna say video games but we we didn't stop at just video games yeah um, thanks for having me on yeah, it, it means a lot was, you guys are awesome this was fun as hell 
Um, you should be so proud of yourself, of this community that you've created and, and the following. And I mean, I saw, you, you know, you're playing through this game, like 2000 plus people watching you just play like that's amazing. And, you know, it's it's a, it's a big deal. And a lot of people want to do it, can't do it, aren't able to do it or it's not sustainable. And you guys are sustaining and that's you're killing it. So just ride that wave. Thank you. Thanks. Back at you. Back at you. Like, oh, thanks. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what you get up to keep here. On, keep it on. Are you, are you, yeah. uh, are you going to FanFest? I don't know. Okay. I hope so. Okay. I want yeah. to. I'm a little worried about tickets. I have no, I have no idea. I did the Blizzard thing I know, for like that's ever. The problem. I, yeah. I, I had, I had the, the BlizzCon, I had that on lockdown. I knew exactly how to get tickets. Uh, and eventually was blessed enough not to have to worry about it. Um, but we'll uh, hang out if we do, if it yeah. all works out. Yeah, we'll have to Hell yeah. Meet you at the primal show. Hell Yeah. I'll be one of the many people waving uh, glow sticks, I'm sure. Um, Well, before we leave, uh, we just want to also thank our wonderful patrons for supporting us on Patreon. If you uh, like what Kyle and I put together, whether it's this or the streams or the videos, or you think our tweets are somewhat funny, uh, check out supportourbromance.com. That will take you directly to our Patreon, uh, where folks like GCBM recently became a patron. So thank you so much, G. I'm just going to go with G. And there's also a special level of patrons we thank each and every episode. Those are our legendary level backers. So Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Wayra E, Das, Cheesy Bob, Sean with an E-A-B, and Vextris. Thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it so very, very much. Before we go, Marco, uh, if folks don't know where to find you, where can folks find you on the internet? YouTube.com slash Marco Meatball. I would come and watch everything and the Final Fantasy videos. You also have a delightful Twitter folks should follow. Yeah, at Marco, Marco D. D. Meatball. Oh, yeah. where where are you streaming? Where's the stream? On YouTube. Okay, good to know because you know it's, it's the people they assume Twitch. Only YouTube. We Only YouTube. same. Yep. Link. Yeah, a lot of folks assume we're on Twitch. We're like, nope. Right here on YouTube. Nope. Nope. Right That's here. a whole bag of worms right we, there. We, we we tried it. We tried it. Yeah, for a while. Keep, <laughs> keep it all in one place. <laughs> Until the algorithm comes for you. But that'll be a conversation for yeah. next time. Uh, I'm on, uh, Kyle's on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. We have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle on Twitter where you can see show updates and going live notifications. Everything else can be found on our YouTube channel. Check out youtube.com slash TV because they won't let me rename that URL. So <laughs> youtube.com slash TV. All of our Grinding Gear stuff just put up our most recent Shadowbringers video yesterday. Uh, it's doing quite well. Thank you for watching it, everybody. Please keep watching it. Keep it in that number one slot. It is in the number one slot for the last, for the last month of releases. Thank you for watching. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Grinding Gear Podcast. Until next time, GG. Take care. <laughs>